So many interviews coming your way that we've extended today's show, and we'll probably do a couple next week from the usual 30 minutes to a full hour. So we'll have three segments, and then at the end of the hour, we'll have Around the American, as we'll tie the two together really quickly. Thursday was the AAC Media Days. Bulls were picked to finish ninth in the league. We'll give you the full rundown at the end of the hour. Linebackers in this segment, offensive line in the second block, and everything else, and there's plenty of other stuff happening. On Thursday, it was time to have the women's soccer photo shoot, and we'll have a standout from the team Vivian Bissett today, and of course, plenty more next week as women's soccer will be the first play-by-play of the fall next Saturday, an exhibition against Jacksonville. Before we get to Antonio Greer, Dwayne Boyles, Mac Harris, and my bud from Plant City, James Gordon the fourth, in this segment, a little bit of Coach Jeff Scott, because yeah, it was the AAC Media Days, it was online, you got to watch it on ESPN+, and he's hoping for a breakthrough this year for the Bulls. You know, this is definitely going to be the most talented team uh, that we've had since I've been here. Uh, obviously, uh, COVID and, and transition, uh, you know, affected our, our first, you know, team uh, in 2020. And, and last year, I felt like we were in a little bit better position. But, you know, I think the combination of the overall buy-in, the mindset of our players, uh, the uh, additions uh, that we brought in uh, from the, the player personnel side, and then also uh, Bob Shoup, our defensive coordinator, Travis Trickett, offensive coordinator, uh, they've definitely uh, added uh, to our overall team. And uh, I'm not predicting uh, any number of wins. We'll see what it looks like. It's a very, com- like I said, you, you could look at our schedule and make a case that we have the most difficult schedule in the conference. And uh, so it, it's definitely not going to be easy. But I, I feel like uh, on your journey to getting to where you want to go, there are those breakthrough wins, those breakthrough moments. And I feel like this team is prepared to, to uh, you know, be able to experience uh, those this year. And naturally, there was going to be some questions about the quarterback situation. In fact, the first question was Gary Bohannon related. We'll have that answer and then transition into the entire competition. It's something basically that Coach Scott said previously on WDAE, but to the national media, the latest on that particular spot on the team. Very strong. Uh, everything that we had hoped uh, from talking to the coaches at Baylor and and really from people around him, just about his uh, work ethic, his leadership. You know, I had um, uh, one of our staff members uh, came up here on Memorial Day, and there was only one car in the parking lot, and that was Gary. And he was up here watching video on Memorial Day. And so uh, those things lined up with what we heard from the the Baylor staff about him. Uh, But, you know, just overall hearing from our our players and from our, our strength staff about the way he's meshed and uh, really kind of become a leader within his lifting group and running. Uh, so I've been very pleased with the uh, early uh, observations and feedback we've gotten uh, since Gary's gotten here. I would say one thing, uh, Timmy McLean, you know, our, our returning starter for last year, uh, had the best spring and summer that he's had since he's been here. And uh, I think that, you know, anytime that you're uh, adding uh, talent to a room, to a position, you know, it really raises the level of uh, competition uh, in that room. And, and I've been really pleased uh, by how Timmy has responded this summer. And uh, he's had an outstanding summer. You know, our goal is to, to find who our starting quarterback is going to be sooner than later. I don't envision this something that's going to extend, you know, late into to fall camp. Uh, I do think it's important for both Timmy and Gary to get an opportunity to, to go with the ones early in fall camp, let them compete, and then some at some point, uh, early to, to middle of fall camp, uh, I feel we're going to make a decision as a staff and uh, going ahead and announcing that for our team uh, so that we can move forward and, and have time 
uh, for whoever that starter is to, to, to uh, be the leader of that offense and, and of the team uh, for several weeks getting ready for BYU. I imagine those won't be the last comments you hear from the coach on the quarterback situation. Practice begins next week. If you want to hear my chats with both McLean and Bohannon, they're up on two spots. Remember now, as we've always done on our SoundCloud page, that's the Unlimited Unloaded page. Just go to SoundCloud, type USF. We're putting the full show, so that would have been Monday's show. Also, please check it out on GoUSFBulls.com. There's a little navigating to be done, but if you go down to the lower right corner, you see the audio section. Click on Bulls Unlimited, and the first two interviews, as we're taping this, I learned how to move interviews around, are those two. If you want more, click into that section and go to On Demand, and you're going to hear all the interviews. There have been 11 so far, and the reason we're doing an hour-long show is there's 25 more football interviews that I did, and we're trying to get them all on the show before practice begins. So you're going to hear 10 of them today, starting off with the linebacking group in this segment. And Antonio Greer, just the other day, named to the Nagurski Award watch list for best defensive player, 92 tackles last year, and not just known for what he does on the field. You'll hear a lot of special stuff here in the next seven minutes or so with Antonio Greer. So glad when I heard that this guy was coming back for another season in the green and the white. Antonio Greer, first of all, uh, a pleasure for me. It's a pleasure for me to know that you just interrupted your, your bicep workout to join me on the show. <laughs> and I'm right, right? Look at you, man. Look at you. Appreciate You're going to hurt that microphone. <laughs> Have you been working out even harder this summer or yeah, what? Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Got to put my best foot forward, man. Um, this summer has been tremendous, man, with the guys and the coaching staff, the strength and conditioning. Uh, they've been doing their thing, man, just trying to stay healthy. And that's all to it, man. Gotten bigger, faster, much stronger, man. And I'm just ready to go. We're just ready to go, man. All right, you just threw that out like it was just some sort of common phrase, but you were pretty big and fast and strong already. <laughs> Did you think you needed to improve yes, in that? Yes, 100%, man. There's always someone out there bigger, faster, and stronger than you. So, you know, I just train like it and, you know, just always put my best foot forward, man, and uh, expect the unexpected. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, that means uh, instead of just 92 tackles this year, you're going to have like 142. Yeah, I mean, you had a pretty yeah. good year, but I know you you obviously wanted to come back. Yes, and am I incorrect to, to say that it just seems like you and – uh, D Wayne were together. I mean, is, oh, that, yeah. is that about that, right? Yeah, that's my right hand man. Man, we came in together. We're going to lead this thing together the right way. On a good note, you know what I'm saying? We're going to lead a Bull Nation with a legacy, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's what I talked to him about when we first started this journey, which was back when before summer started, spring ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? We coming back like, bro, this is, a, this is it. You know what I'm saying? We can't come back another year. We ain't got another spring ball. We ain't got no more mat drills, no more summer. So I'm like, bro, we got to put our best foot forward. But, man, that's my guy. I love him to death, man. His family is my family. You know what I'm saying? We go we go way back. You know, we came in the same day. We're going to lead the same day. You know what I'm saying? So. Now, having said that, you guys obviously have that brotherhood. Um, and But as a guy who is a leader, obviously one of the leaders on the team, you have to also keep an eye on the new guys and sort of make sure everybody gets together. Have you been doing some of that? <coughs> oh, yes, sir. We, uh, we hang out all the time, man. I mean, that's – Probably the easiest thing. Wayne, not a, not a much of a vocal leader, man. He just he just does it. He's just a, a, a doer. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I like to say he's just a doer. I guess he called me the more vocal guy. But, man, but we, you're a doer, too, just so you know. Oh, okay. yes, 100%. Okay, okay, okay. 100%. But um, <laughs> I just, um, you know, bringing those guys in, man, we're grateful to have them here, you know. And uh, we're just going to do what it do, baby. That's all, that's all it is, man. It ain't much talking that I can say. 
you know, but those the um, additions that we that we brought onto the team, freshmen and transfers. DJ Gordon has had a, a tremendous spring ball, man. No doubt in my mind that he's going to help us this season. Uh, Schuler, um, CJ Ross stepped up a lot this spring, and you know, a lot of things and a lot of guys are are just falling in place, you know, and that's that's what I like to see because when I come back, it's going to be their team. You know what I'm saying? I just can't wait to see what you know those guys are going to do this year and you know next year and the year after that. You know, just um, just trying to leave the the biggest impact that I can on those guys and you know a, a huge legacy. You know. Well, I mean, just to personally compliment you, I just think of you that way already. You have already done that, but I know you want to even add to it. Yes, sir. You're number five, and there's going to be so many you know questions thrown at you this year because. You're really, really good in talking to the media, so we'll get to football down the line. But I do want to also compliment you on your role with SAC. I want to, you to explain what, you, what you're doing with that uh, council this year. Man, um, so SAC, man, I joined SAC maybe um, two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. I was just a member, you know, and um, wanted to get more involved in students, and I cared a lot about being a person off the field. You know what I'm saying? And um, I won an award this past, uh, Stampede of Champions. Um, which is basically like our banquet, um, community, like a community service award. And I challenged each and every one of my peers, not just my teammates, not just the football team, but each and every one of my peers to get out into our community, you know, because if we don't do it as Bulls, who is? You know what I'm saying? Yes, we got the Bucks, we got the Lions, we got all these, all these teams here, but, man, why not us? You know, we're just not, we didn't come here to just get a degree and be, you know, a soccer player or a basketball player. I mean, we came here to leave a legacy, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what I believe in. And, to any other athlete out there, man, just live your career, bro. Don't don't just go to school to get a degree and and, and just to play play your sport. Affect people's lives, you know. Um, cherish people, cherish cherish the moments that you'll have, and go build relationships, connections. Like you'll never build as many connections as you can in college, in my opinion. And it's such a great opportunity, man. I'm so grateful to be here. So grateful to just come back here at USF. But um, SAC, man, SAC is basically like. Um, a representation of each team, or two or three people from each each um, athletic team, and uh, we just come together. We meet, we have events, we do community service, um, food drives, and all kind of stuff. Man, it's just um, a great opportunity to be put in like leadership roles and um, good for like organization stuff like that. And um, also um, a part of a uh, BSAC, which is Black Student Athlete Council, and yep. I actually helped start that uh, two years ago when George Floyd was murdered. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. so we uh, Miss Kadani and. Um, Few of my other teammates, uh, soccer players, and I was able. I seen how close I was able to get with them. Although we played different sports, mm. we had different genders. It was males and females. So, and it was a very critical moment for us. You know what I'm saying? As black people living in America. So, I mean, to to know that we could, I could bring in people like that. I was like, well, why not just expand myself to the USF community, to athletics, to everything? You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, that's what I feel like uh, what it's all about. So. Well, I know that that stuff is more important to you than what I'm about to say, but I also think it's pretty cool that if you didn't know, I'm sure you do, that you were today were named uh, on the watch list for the Nagurski, which is best defensive player in all of football. I'm not going to ask you to brag on yourself, but congratulations on that and all that you've done so far. Thank, hey, man, this, that, that's not even me, man. That's all my teammates in uh, Bull, Bull Nation, man. That's what I just said on Twitter. I'm thanking them. And, man, my teammates, man, they pushed me so hard. My coaches pushed me so hard. And, like you spoke about Dwayne Boyles, we've been through so much together. You know what I'm saying? And then it's only right to do it for him. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's this year, 2022. I came in with one word: purpose. Right? And I wanted to know 
the reasoning of why I did things, the purpose of why I did things. And I'm getting so close to God, and I just wanted to know, wanted to God, I wanted God to show me my purpose in everything that I do, rather if it's playing football, coming here another year. We could have went somewhere else and transferred. and No, but we built this legacy here, why leave it? You know, and I wanted to, my, my purpose, my purpose, my purpose. And that was my biggest thing in, in, in coming to this season, coming to this year, was figuring out my purpose and not just my life, but other people's lives, how I could affect them in a positive way, how I could be a shining light. Every Monday I go to Hillsbury County Detention Center with um, the verb kind, come to jail with me. And Miss Haley, the coolest lady that, that I've ever met in my life, man. And we go into this jail and we talk to kids and we mentor them. And like they're like, like homeless and they do things because they don't have any guidance. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's the purpose, man, and that, that's that's all I say, man. Because of my teammates and my coaches pushing me and, and Bull Nation, I can't leave them out. <laughs> you know, I can't leave them out. Well, I can tell you, man, you are living out your purpose appropriately. Thanks a lot. Sir. Good job, buddy. Thank you. Pretty impressive individual, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Now let's go to the guy that actually, out of the three dozen football players I interviewed, was the last one. So don't panic. We've got more to come. But that's why the conversation with Dwayne Boyle starts with me saying, well, what you're about to hear. Saving the best for last. Actually, my number, I wasn't as good at playing any sports as you, but my number was number 11. So. Yes, sir. And you're pretty darn good at football, Dwayne Bowles. How Thank are you. you, sir? Thanks for being the last guy here. I'm, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. Um, you know, I've gotten a, a repeated message in a good way from everybody on the defense today, and that is that everyone's focused. Everyone is um, – sort of gathering the mix of mm -hmm. determined returners mm -hmm. and these talented transfers. What? Let's go with the uh, determined returners. I mean, I have to talk about you and Greer first. He um, spoke how you guys are one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, as a defense, yeah, we're coming along so far. Um, and also with Coach Bob Shoup on, on our side now, uh, I feel like his aggressive nature and our, like, want to to be that defense, to be the top of the nation. And I feel like together we fit because – like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we equal what he wants at, at the end of the day. Yeah, and the, and the returning guys coming. Um, we're excited. We've been working extremely hard. Um, with the new guys that came in, we brought them along, treated them just like family, like they've been there for years, just like us. You know, that, that's the only way you could do it, honestly, nice. in order for us to build that chemistry, in order for us to get where we want to go. You mentioned the aggression and, and Coach Shoup. You know, you look at him off to the side, you're not hearing him talking or giving his philosophy. He just looks like a calm guy, you know, mm -hmm. a normal guy. Yeah. That's the side we see. Is he different, and does he get that aggression point across? Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, uh, It was so crazy because when I first met him, he was just, like, the calmest, coolest dude. Like, he was just so chill. I was like, okay, like, he got a little swagger to him too. But that first day of practice, face red. You know what I'm saying? He bring, he, Yeah, you're going to feel that. That bad pressure on you from, and um, that's the only way as a, like, as a player you want to get better. You want that to be brought on you. You want that pressure to be put on you. Cause when it's time for game for the games, like, hey, you gotta show up. I like that yes, face red. I like <laughs> it. Now let's talk about. Yeah, you know, we're just talking now and having a good time, but. You, you're you're notwithstanding because obviously you 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 were known for speaking more with your actions than your words, although your words are great. Yes, sir. Uh, is there somebody else in the team that maybe we don't know about that? That fire is just so incredible with them. You almost have to tone it down sometimes. Um, <laughs> and I know, and I know Greer. He's got that smoldering thing. But mm -hmm. there's somebody else that can match you guys when it comes to that stuff. I feel like when a lot of people hear this, they might be surprised on the team. But I say Jeremy Mangum. Like oh. that's that's one dude who's like he's extremely fun. His his personality is so big, and like people don't know that. But he is so funny. But like when it's time for game time, like just his whole energy, like. 
what he says and what he do. It just it gets me turned up, honestly. It gets me turned up. So. And you're really right about the funny part. But yeah. last year, I mean, God, what an addition to the team. Yes, sir. When you guys have the first practice, if it's not maybe the first practice, then early on in camp, what's the first drill or situation that you look the most forward to? Because you've been through a few. Inside. I'm looking forward to inside. Um, unfortunately, the NCAA took away um, Oklahoma drills. Right. Um, we couldn't do none of that. But inside is the closest thing to it. Hey, it's seven on seven. Well, not even seven on seven. Six on six. Mm. Hey, they're big against our ones, you know what I'm saying? We're going at it head, uh, head to head. I, I don't remember what the drills were, but I'm thinking back to uh, obviously spring and, and it was just conditioning. Gordon, he seems like he can be pretty intense as well. What can, What is his addition going to mean to your group? Oh, yeah, DJ, yeah, yeah, he's very intense. Yeah, DJ's very intense, yeah. That's one guy, yeah, he's going to bring it too. Every day he's going to bring it too. Like, I remember um, during this past spring on kickoff, like the first scrimmage, ran down there, just smashed somebody. I was just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa! I was like, Damn. All right, we got a good one. We brought in a good one, so and I feel like he's gonna bond well with me and Antonio. Um, we've been coming along very well, um, hanging out with each other outside of the uh, football facility. Um, also, just talking to one another, just learning about each other, so you know we could become one. Excellent. And then last thing, I mean, one thing that Antonio has just gotten so excellent at is his leadership yeah. and doing things off the field as mm -hmm. well. And also he's he's spoken, and this was before today, this is in the past I've heard him speak about passing stuff on to the, the next group of Bulls. Mm -hmm. Do you feel some sort of uh, obligation when it comes to that yourself as well? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, mo most definitely. I feel like I'm obligated to do that to the young guys coming in because I wanted that myself. And it would just feel great for me to provide somebody with that, what I couldn't have. So. Well, if there's any young guys on the roster that are going to end up Anything like you, I'm excited about that. But yes, until sir. then, look forward to your last year, and best of luck. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Pretty much to a man, they would always say, thank you, sir, which made me feel old, but also I was very impressed by that. Now a guy who you're also going to be impressed by, we haven't seen the full Mac Harris in his first two seasons due to reasons he's about to explain, but you could tell he is ready to go also. Well, I definitely remember talking to this young man last year. We reminisced about your playing days at the Villages, but now we're fast-forward fully to USF. Right. And, Mac, I mean, gosh, two shoulder injuries, yeah. and you had a lot happen since then. Take people through it. Okay, so um, <laughs> I realized that I had a, a torn labrum um, around about, uh, I'd say during, around this time, really the beginning of fall camp, and I was just battling with it and, um, wow. you know, trying to rehab and, and trying to do anything I can to get on the field. Um, played a little bit in the, uh, the NC State game, played in the, uh, the Florida game, and on kickoff I went down and finally uh, dislocated it. <laughs> went and dislocated the same shoulder, so um, went, in, went under the tent, and they were pretty much telling me, like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to end up needing surgery. It's just deciding uh, when you want to get it, if you think you can still go or, or not, just let us know. <laughs> went, uh, got an MRI on the shoulder, torn labrum. Uh, I think it was a 360 tear. Uh, and then we, they just decided to do a whole MRI scan on my other shoulder, realized that one was torn as well. Just like that. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it, if it happened um, in college or if it was a high school thing or, or whatnot. But yeah, I tore both of them. Uh, I tried to I tried to keep going, but I was just you know feeling too much pain and stuff like that. So, ended up calling it uh, throwing in the white flag at uh, the after the Tulsa game. 
Don't beat yourself up, by the way. Jeez. No, actually, was it? I can't remember if it was the Tulsa game or the SMU game. It was well, earlier in the season. I could see why you'd be confused because apparently you've been playing with this pain for some time that you tried to forget about it. But at yeah, some point, no, you I can't mean, I, I love I love the game of football, man. <laughs> I love the game of football, and not playing it, it was it was really hurting me not being able to be out there with my guys and you know and and put in forth the effort that they were putting in on the field and just right. seeing them grind and seeing the team just turn around it was really hurting me not being able to be out there so yeah I went in uh went in and got surgery in October October 7th which was three days after my birthday and then <laughs> happy birthday yeah I know right here's rehab <laughs> and then I went in again in December and got a and got surgery on the other shoulder been recovering all off season you know grinding getting my body back in shape and things of that nature and now we're back and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm itching to play right now. You do look like you are in shape, but uh, when do you uh, get to test it? Uh, are you cleared yet? Or Oh, yeah. Okay. Just got cleared Good. last week, actually. Great. Shout out to Dr. Knopf Singer, man. Damn it. Anytime you Shout want. Shout out to the athletic trainers, too. In the meantime, what have you been able to do? Is it all mental preps that you've been doing, or have you been trying to get out there and do whatever you can? Without, oh, oh, without yeah. Hitting I've, I've been out there, man. I've been out there. I've been I've been active. Um, you, you can ask the trainers. Ever since the, the day of my surgery, I've been – trying to get out of that sling and do what I can to get back on the field. And they've done a really great job of, of getting me prepared and, you know, getting me rehabbed and stitched up. And and this whole summer I've just been, you know, on a grind back out there with my teammates, and it's been great. Outstanding. Now let's talk about your teammates. I mean, I just speak into Antonio Greer and Dwayne Boys, those oh, yeah. guys just oh, yeah. they exude leadership. And, and you do as well, but do you find yourself like saying, okay, I'll buy my time and wait until those guys graduate? Oh, without a doubt. You know, I mean, uh, one thing that we, we always say as a team is, you know what I'm saying, like you you got to distinguish who's going to be the chief and you got to distinguish who's going to be the Indians, you know, and sometimes you have to take that role of, of being a good Indian. And, and I don't mind, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't mind, uh, you know, taking the – not necessarily taking the back seat, but taking the passenger seat to guys like that. You know, they, they work really hard. You know what I'm saying? To get where they are, they have the experience. You know what I'm saying? And you know, even with that being said, though, I can teach them things just as they can teach me things. So it, it, it's not as much of a, a dictatorship as it is a brotherhood, and, and just them being my older brothers. And I guess the guy that would be at the the top of the chain, or the totem pole, or whatever, is uh, Ernie Sims. Oh uh, yeah. What has it been like uh, learning more with him? I mean, it's it's really been a great experience, you know what I'm saying? It's it's really all love from that end. Uh, Coach Sims is somebody who's very passionate about the game of football, but also very passionate about building young men into, you know, older great men. And one thing about him is that, you know, he's gonna he's gonna preach the same things to you every single day, but when somebody does that, you know it's the truth. Hmm. So he he comes out and um he preaches the same thing every day, you know, things like consistency and, and grit and, you know, just, just getting in the box and grinding with your guys. And, and I, I just love uh, working with him and him working on us. And then last thing, I mean, man, you just described what has been going on with your, your health in general. Uh, are you going to be easing yourself in or are you going to go? Not at all. Okay. I'm head first. All right. I'm head first. I, I have, like I said, I haven't played football in a year. Almost, and uh, I'm, I'm itching. I'm itching to play. I can't wait. Well, I'm going to get out of your way on the first practice. Thanks a <laughs> lot, Mac. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And a guy who's expected to maybe crack that starting lineup. Actually, funny enough, Dwayne Boyles was the actual last person I interviewed on that second day. Installs my buddy from my hometown to start things off, but end this segment after three seasons with the Minnesota Gophers. Now, I know it says DJ Gordon is... Teammates call him DJ, but he called himself James Gordon the fourth. So, that's that's the way I'm going with it. So yes, 
the phrase Plant City is going to come right out at the beginning. Why not? <laughs> it's my man from Plant City, a fellow former Raider, yes, and now a USF Bull. How excited are you to be back in town, I Mr. James it. Gordon? I love it here. I mean, it was a, it was a good transition, um, something that I wanted to happen. Um, and I know that I can bring a lot to the table here, and I can benefit the city and the team and our program and everything that Coach Scott got going on here. What was uh, the reaction from you know your, your family and friends back home when they heard? My family was very proud. Family, friends, my high school was very proud. Miss Susan Sullivan, our Plant City High principal, everybody was proud for me to come back home because they know this was where, where I'm supposed to be and that I can contribute to the city and do big things here. You know, I think I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, but some of the off-season, the summer, the, some of the first videos they put out on social media, it looked like you were just ready to roar man yes, like sir. you were yes, a beast sir. out there was that you yes, sir. that was me yes sir all right so what were some of those drills that you guys were able to do um, in conditioning we'll do, like, we'll do like any drills as far as like um with coach sam's linebacker drills or we'll do like um special team drills like pursuit drills to make sure everybody's warmed up and ready for the day to get started okay well you were warmed up and ready now yes, does, does anybody have to tell you to no. you know, tone it down sometime no, no i ain't tone it down it's come with me it's me i love it i love it all right now uh the you were at minnesota for three years yes, i'm gonna match uh, getting out of the cold is not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. <laughs> Get back to some warm weather. It's just the opposite here, obviously. Yes, um, speak about how the, your group, specifically the linebacker group, has sort of welcomed you in because you've got two great yes, veterans. Yes, sir. Well, um, when I first got here, I was I was kind of like iffy because I have came from Minnesota with some veterans, so I know how it is. But like now that like I'm older myself, like we all like in the same boat, and they, they welcome me in with open hands, not, not like everything like I've been here. Yep. And we all, we all, me, Wayne, and Antonio, we work together, all three of us, both, all three of us, like nothing happened. That's outstanding. Now, if you uh, have a position you normally play, is it the mic or where would you, where would you normally? Line I normally up? play mic linebacker. Okay. But I'm playing. I play. I play linebacker. I play in any three positions. But I'm Mike though. You mentioned Coach Sims having a guy like that that you know has played in the league and everything. What's it been like working with him? I know not on the field yet, but you know in general. I love working with Coach Sims. Uh, spring ball, I got a chance to work with him on the field, so that was a good time being with him. And like he's he got a lot of energy, and you could tell he actually loves and cares about his players and what he's doing. And like I could tell, like he know what it's it's gonna take to get me to the next level. He know what my dreams aspiration is. So I, and I know he could get me there. All I do is gotta listen to him and keep becoming a better man each and every day. That's great to hear. And obviously, you know, you want to have a successful season with the Bulls here, and we're all looking forward to it. But you just mentioned next level. I know a lot of people have put that on Greer in a good way. Yes, sir. Is that something that uh, is realistically in your mind? Oh yeah, yes sir. I'm I'm trying. That's that's my dreams aspiration to get the next level. All right. And then uh, last thing, I mean. I've heard, in a nice way, the word beast uh, being used to describe you on the field. Yes, You're sir. not scaring me right now, yes, but sir. if it was on the field, I'd be scared right now. Uh, is that? Is, do you take that okay? Is that? Is that? Yeah, a, I love it. I love it. All right. I love right. it because that's that's just the natural me out there. That's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get me going one ten every play. You're gonna get me just the me. All right. Now I'm already getting going, but uh, I'm I'm looking at you. I want so that if people listening right now that can't see you, just yes, give me like a, a let's go or something to just give an example, like what you sound like on the field. Let's go. And that's how we'll end that. I think we're ready to roll with the linebacking group. That, my friends, is the normal length of a full half-hour show. Just, well, a little bit of Jeff Scott, but on the linebackers. But we still got another half-hour to go. Offensive line coming up next. All five returners right here on Bulls Beat. This is the Unlimited Unloaded page.
definitely not making it up as we go along, but realizing as I go along on this special hour-long show that I'm even having to trim stuff out that I had planned on airing to get it down to an hour. And mind you, Bulls beat is normally a half hour. So I know I said we had all five offensive linemen returning from last year. The Bulls do. We didn't get a chance to talk to Dustin Hall. Don't worry. We'll correct that. In fact, I'll make sure of it. But we did talk to five offensive linemen. We're going to hold off on Mike Lofton, the transfer from UCF, until next week. For example, we did running backs the other day, but I didn't air the Michael Dukes interview. He's a transfer from North Carolina, nor my chats with Michael Hamilton and Jason Albright and a couple of local guys on the team. So we're going to get them all on the air. But today, in this segment anyway, four offensive linemen that you're very familiar with. All right, Brad. I feel like I know you, buddy. Just a little bit. That's a good thing, <laughs> not just uh, from your exploits. Uh, since I, th- I think the last time – we'll get to football here in a second, trust me. <laughs> the the famous – it was TikTok, right? Because there has been so <laughs> many social media outlets that have jumped up since then <laughs> yeah, that I I've know. tried to get on. Was it a TikTok? Yeah, yeah there was a TikTok last year that <laughs> okay. did reach a, a small audience. <laughs> <laughs> what are we up to at, at the la- latest oh, I count? I probably haven't checked it in <laughs> since you know eight months ago, but I would say it's probably around the 1.5 million range. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, now that uh, we can flash back to what that was all about, it was actually enjoying your new digs, yep. your new locker room, and now we can talk about some more new digs that are coming as oh, we yeah. get close to the season. How cool has that been to get into the indoor? It's get cra- close. It's crazy seeing it all come to fruition. Just seeing, you know, the things that have been talked about, you know, in past years, and just them finally being, uh, being put up. I see, you know, I see the beams, I see the roof, I see. You know, I see everything, and it's it's awesome to see. It's a great feeling because I know that, you know, I'll get to enjoy it, but more importantly, future future USF football players will get to enjoy it. You know, they'll get the, the full experience out of it. They'll get to, you know, train through summer, through fall camp, through the season, and they'll they'll have a blast in it. You know, the, the weather thing is obvious, uh, but just give people an idea when weather hits you guys how it sets you back. I know it doesn't set you back, you know, years or anything like that, <laughs> but then stuff doesn't get done, right? Definitely. It's always, it's a pain when the weather hits and it's Florida, so you know it's going to hit <laughs> at least once a week. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the trainers are always on high alert because it's Florida and it's, we're in Tampa, so the lightning's inevitable. Um, so when lightning strikes, we go inside, we take our pads off and we have to wait 30 minutes. The, the bunch sky, of sweaty guys. Yeah, a bunch of sweaty guys in a small room. <laughs> uh, we got to wait 30 minutes before the last strike. Um, and then as long as the skies are clear, we go back out. And there's been times where we go in and out probably three or four times. And it's just, you know, all we want to do is just get, you know, get to get to the work, you know, practice our plays, uh, practice, you know, whatever schemes we're going to be running that week. And it's just, it's tough when it's, there's, you get constantly getting sent back into the locker room, taking your pads off, taking your cleats off, and then having to put them back on 15 minutes later. And then, and then, you know, there's times where, you know, it's like, all right, we're going out in five minutes. And then it's, ah, another, another strike. (laughs) Got to wait 30, take your pads off again. No, thanks to all of that. And then, but is there going to be a balance now? Because um, you're going to want to probably get in there as much as possible, but you also have to, you know, get used to the the weather conditions. Not that you're not used to them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that, um, uh, it'll be nice to have in our back pocket. I definitely right. think that, you know, being a Florida, a Florida, you know, D1 program, we have to be used to the heat because, you know, we want to play people in the heat. It, this is our environment. But, you know, when there are times where the where the weather is um, not allowing us to practice, the indoor is going to be right there. We're going to walk right in and we're going to continue practice. It's not going to – there's not going to be any delays in time. There's not going to be any confusion. It's just the, it's going to be a seamless process, seamless transition from practicing, you know, in the sun to practicing in the indoor. 
Now, with everybody returning from the starting unit last year, and you bring up the word seamless, uh, but I'm sure you're not kicking back and going, oh, just <laughs> turn on the lights when it's time to play. Let it, we'll get out there and start blocking. Uh, there's stuff that you guys have been talking about, I'm sure, during the summer. Can you give us an idea of uh, what you've been thinking about? Definitely. Well, I mean, I would say um, that this year by far has been the hardest we've worked as a unit, as an offense, as a team. Um, just the, the overall intensity and the attention to detail of workouts has been through the roof more than I've seen since I've been here. And I think it's just the, um, you, you know, we're just tired of being, uh, you know, not performing on game days. Uh, and so we're going to put it into our hands and make sure that, you know, we're going to train to the best of our ability and, you know, go even further than that. So where that doesn't happen this coming up season. And so, you know, the focus this year has been to always take that next step, get 1% better every single day. So when you stack those those single percents, you know, they add up to, you know, more than 100%. I know, so I'm doing the math on that. Because yeah. It's going to be 100% by the end of the season. Yeah. At that last game uh-huh. on that so Black yeah. Friday. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you just keep stacking days, keep getting better every day. Find something, you know, even if it's a small detail to fix, something to work on. Um, when you keep doing that, you know, by the end of it, you know, you're a polished, polished machine. Well, not just on TikTok. On the offensive <laughs> line, you're a polished machine. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. With Dono, veteran presence, and it's just good sure. to see you again, man. Me I mean, too. let's talk about the, the reason you guys are here. No, believe it or not, not just to talk to me, but uh, <laughs> the new uniforms. I haven't actually asked. You know, it's very important that the offensive lineman has a pretty comfortable fit. Are very they comfortable? Uh, comfort level, I would say, is a 10. Nice. 10, 10, 10, all, all the way to 10. I talked to or I texted with Lee's, the equipment guy, and he said it's uh, some sort of A1 knit, very fancy, uh, more uh, – Breathable, I guess, is yeah, the word. Yeah, the material is very breathable. It stretches. You know, us big guys, we love a material that stretches a lot. So, you know, <laughs> I'm never mad with a, you know, comfortable pants, comfortable jersey. I, I'm not mad at it. I was reading something about the, the pockets. I'm like, I don't want to get into all of that, but it just seems like it was a good thing and well-received. Um, now, I just talked to several of the offensive linemen. It seemed like everybody's a veteran coming back, and Brad had some good things to say about the, the percent rule of trying to improve. What are specifically some of the things that you personally want to get better at this last year? Yeah, me personally, um, you know, coming into this, you know, my last year, I personally want to um, just begin on perfecting my craft, you know, working on those little things that, you know, maybe last year wasn't fine-tuned and really just working on them, making sure, you know, my kit set, you know, all perfect and, you know, making sure my hands are tight, my feet are in the right position to make the block I need to make. And, you know, it's really easy, you know, having a bunch of, you know, guys that are, you know, you know, on the same level, you know, if not better than me. And, you know, they push me every day to become like the best version of myself. And I just love like, you know, being able to be with such a, you know, refined and, you know, veteran group that, you know, they, they make me better every day. It's one thing just to flash back to, you know, 2020 when, you know, you guys, had, for other reasons, weren't healthy and weren't out there at the same time. And then to go from one year to the next, and not that there's no competition and not got to be a little bit of a rotation per se, but to have you guys as so cohesive. Could you kind of explain, other than, hey, all their five starters return, how you guys actually are cohesive? Because right, it just um, seems that way. Yeah, for sure. You know, ever, ever since I got here my true freshman year and, I, you know, I was blessed to play, you know, it's always been like, you know, it's been us, you know, me, Beach, and Brad, you know, we have been rolling this thing, you know, since, you know, our true freshman year. And it's, it's like a, you know, it's a bond that can't be broken, you know. It's um, it's kind of, you know, surreal because not a lot of, you know, group of guys, you know, get to play ball for together this long and, right. you know, amount of snaps we have. And I think, you know, our O-line has the most snaps in college football out of every team in the, in the college football. So, you know, that's a big accomplishment for us. And, you know, just like adding Trey, like adding guys like Trey, you know, two years ago and, you know, um, 
Dustin Hall and, you know, Mike Lofton, you know, this year and, you know, Darrell Bailey and, you know, those all guys are going to help us. And then, you know, they just mold into the room so well. It's, we don't we don't have to, you know, try. They don't have to try to fit in. You know, everyone's just a part of one group. And it's just awesome to be able to, like, just play next to your brother, literally. Mm. That's literally your brother. And it's it's a great feeling. And, you know, there's no other people I'd rather do this thing with. That's a good description. Another person that's come in is your offensive coordinator. And I hear whenever someone talks about his offense, the word speed gets used a lot. Uh, with that, uh, are you ready to, you know, pick up the pace, as, as it were? And secondly, is it is it beneficial? Or do you think it will be beneficial to have you know, more options on the bench because you're going to maybe have to get some guys a couple plays? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely, you know, we're a fast team, you know, very fast team. You know, you know Florida, you know, we're known for being speedy guys. So, you know, we love that. And yeah, you know, it's awesome, you know, having guys who are, you know, are able to come in and, you know, take some reps off if need to be. And, you know, it, just having that, you know, because maybe, you know, a couple of years ago we didn't have such a thing, but it's honestly just a great feeling, you know, knowing that, you know, you can come out for a snap or two and, you know, that guy is going to be in there holding it down and you don't have to worry about anything. And it's a great feeling. And then just for you personally as well, and you know, being a Tampa guy, I mean, how much of, if any, is it weighing on you the ability to have this last chance and to maybe not just experience it for yourself and your teammates, but your your friends and your family, you know, to get some, get the Bulls back in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's honestly a great feeling, you know, being from Tampa. You know, I remember when um, USF was, you know, number two in the country and everything like that. So everything going on this year, I'm just, it's a great feeling, you know. I, you know, I use one word to describe it as like monumental because I feel like this year will be very monumental, you know. And I think it w this year is going to be the, um, you know, the building blocks for all the years to come. And, you know, just I'm very excited for this next year. That's a pretty good word, monumental. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys are pretty in stature as well on that offensive line. Thanks, Don. I appreciate yes, it. Thank you. With one of my favorite guys to talk to, Demetrius Harris. Meech, have you always been Meech? Uh, sounds like an offensive lineman nickname. Yeah. I mean, high school, I kind of. Uh, like my coach kind of gave it to me, just me. I mean, like little league, they just call me uh, D, Big D, and then uh, high school, you know, they just meet, and then just kind of roll with that. What was the high school again? Uh, Robert E. Lee High School. They just changed the name. It's Riverside High School now. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, they changed it twenty. 2020, 2021, yeah. So. All right, well, a little inside information there. Right. I appreciate that. Um, when you just said Big D, where were you, were you ever not big? I was always big. I was always <laughs> been big. Uh, I came out the womb big. Sorry, mom. Yeah, just and they just roll with it. And yeah. Well, um, was it your conscious decision to become an offensive lineman, or did someone make it for you? Because uh, <laughs> they mean, all want to be something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I've, I've always watched football. You know, obviously everybody want to score a touchdown and stuff like that. But I was like, I know I'm not fast. I know I'm not. You know, I can't jump that high. So they're like, hey, man, just play offensive line. So, I mean, I started playing football when I was 10. And they're like, you playing O-line. Uh, <laughs> at 10? At, at 10. Yeah, that's when yeah. I first first started playing football. And, and, and It seems like 64 is a uh, guard's number. Uh, sure. Did you fluctuate or were you always 64? Uh, no. So, <laughs> in high, I mean, uh, Little League, when I first started playing, I was 72. And so, when I went to high school, I was like, you know, I want 72. And they didn't have it. Hmm. So I was like, you know what? I don't even care. Like, just give me a number. And I remember, I, I still remember, I was in the locker room and coach had threw me on a jersey. It was 64. That's it. Fresh me up, and I just been rolling with it ever since. Well, I'm looking at the guys that, yeah, sure enough, there we go. They're all in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, who, who is 72 on this team? Uh, it's Cole uh, Best. Cole yeah. Best. There you go. So yeah, it's, good, it's going to him. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, people talk about the uh, continuity of the offensive line, yeah. uh, and you guys. Do you – the question that comes to my mind, it's great. I mean, right. you want that continuity. Sure. But at the same time, can there be – I don't want to call it 
cockiness or anything like that, but taking for granted that you're going to be starting. Are you guys hoping that some of the other guys, you know, push you, push yeah, you for your roles? I mean, I mean, I think uh, everybody on our line that that's played here since, you know, Brad, Donovan, and I, um, I it, it, if you let it get to you, it, you, you can fall into the trap. Right. And so, like, like, we try to push each other every day. Um, like, like, don't fall, don't fall for the trap. Like, just because we've been starting for all these years doesn't mean that this year is guaranteed. Um, because we trying to, we trying to, you know, we trying to push for something greater. So yeah. every year we're just improving. Um, and then also just bringing the the young guys along because you know this is our last year. So it's like you know we yeah. still want this train to keep rolling afterwards. So um, it's great that we can do it, but it's like you know if 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 we can help these younger guys when we're going to keep that train rolling, I feel like that's. I feel like that's a better testament to, like, our leadership and stuff like that. That's great to hear. It's perfectly said. And last thing, I mean, you talk about, you know, hey, listen, you admit growing up that you weren't the fast guy. Right. But on this team, holy crap, you guys got a lot of fast guys behind yeah. you that you're blocking for and off yeah. to the side. Speak about that part of the, the Bulls this year. I mean, I mean, we have – we're loaded with talent. Running back room is deep. Receivers are deep. Tight ends are deep. Probably the deepest uh, – Probably since I've been here. Sure. I, and I've been here for a long time. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, it's, everybody can get the ball. So I, I, tell, I tell the guys, like, man, when you get your opportunity, take advantage of it because sure. it's somebody else who's just as fast, if not faster, just as talented, if not more talented, that, that's, that's ready and eager to, t uh, you know, take your spot. So, you know, just take every, don't take anything for granted and uh, just seize the moment. Well, it sounds like a guy that's going to be good at giving advice to the guys, that, like you say, after him and behind him in this case. And as we wrap it up, this is your last go-around, I'm right. guessing. And, uh, you know, you want to get some wins on the oh table. Yeah, How do you feel about the outlook? Uh, I, th I think I think it's great. I mean, we had a great spring. We're just coming off of, uh, a great summer conditioning. Um, we've, changed, we've changed a few things around. We added some more pieces, uh, quarterback room, receiver room, D-line room, uh, even – as, as uh, consistent as the offensive line has been, we still added more to the offensive line. So sure. just uh, just never getting comfortable, pushing ourselves to new, to, to new limits, and um, and just just being ready because the opportunity is going to be there. So just being prepared when the opportunity is there, you know that's the that's the biggest thing. Can't wait to see you guys button heads in a in a week or so. Thanks oh, yeah, a lot, yes, Nate, Thank always. you. With the guy who has uh, been around for a bit, but been here now for three years at USF. We're so happy he's back, Demontre Jacobs. Yes, Man, you uh, you know it's not like you didn't play a lot of football, but last year you you got into the starting lineup and stayed there. How how cool was it last year? How special was it for you? Uh, it was a it was a blessing, honestly, being able to. Go out there and run with, run with run with those guys, Dono, Meach, Brad, Dustin. I mean, just it was a it was a long year, but it was a lot of learning to do as well. That's interesting you say that because you know three years. Well, uh, you didn't play the first year. You registered at Grambling, and and last year was would have been your fifth. But you still say a lot of learning. What what, what are you still learning? Because I think that's great. Uh, it's just more so just like the little details, attention to details on everything. Because offensive line is a technical position mm -hmm. and everything has to be on point for it to go the way it's supposed to. Sometimes you can't just go out there and freestyle. You got to get back to the basics. So. Wow. People that have never played offensive line, believe it or not, I'm one of those people who have not, uh, might just assume like you just said, you just show up and then be bigger than the other guy and be stronger. How much work goes into it as far as trying to perfect that technical side? Um, you really just have to find what your advantages are, mm -hmm. your strengths and your weaknesses, and then you have to work those weaknesses and just try to become 
the most ultimate lineman because lineman stretches from the tackle to the guard to the center to the guard to the other tackle. So you just have to be versatile and be ready to step up for each one and just chipping away at little details here and there right. help you get to that. And now you talk about the details. Are they drastically different from position to position? I mean, right tackle is a position you stayed at. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that helps to be at one position, even mm -hmm. though you want to be flexible? Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it really all depends on you have to know who you are and what who you are within the scheme, the system. Okay. If you're going to be a guy that's going to play one position or if you're going to be a guy that rotates down the line. It's, I wouldn't say it's too much of a drastic change. It's just little details that matter. Yeah, no kidding. Now, I got to ask, it just seems like, you know, offensive linemen, most of them uh, have been offensive linemen for a while. Uh, did you ever aspire to be, A, anything else in football or B, in another sport? Um, well, actually, I played defensive end on, upon signing the Gremlin hmm. coming out of high school, and then I got changed over to right tackle going into my redshirt freshman year where I started. So all 11 games. does that help you knowing the other side of the ball? And kind oh, of it, it definitely, definitely. It gives you an idea of what the other guy wants to do or has an idea of doing and just puts you one step ahead. Well, tomorrow we're going to talk to members of the defensive line along with the rest of the defense. Um, mm -hmm. That group has looked like it's gotten beefed up as oh, well. Yeah, I know you haven't gone you know, hard against them yet, but are you looking forward to an improvement on that side? I'm definitely looking forward to it. I've seen a lot of improvement from those guys this summer. And guys that are stepping up and taking on that leadership role in that young room that they have, um, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, it seems like because of everything and um, because of the fact that you've got such a solid group coming back, it was an, it seemed like it was an easy decision to come back, was it? And how excited are you about just your specific group? Um, it was easy to come back just knowing that all of all of my guys were on the same page. We just wanted to get something accomplished while we were here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we had the everything we needed to do so. It made it an easy decision for me. Awesome. Well, we noticed what you did last year and keep it up this year. Thanks a lot to Montreal. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. That's where we'll leave off. We do speak to many of the members of the defensive line. Termel Logan has an interesting connection to Gary Bohannon. You haven't heard from Byron Matos yet. Of course, the former member of the men's basketball team who's going to try his fortunes on the defensive line. He was a treat to talk to. A Joe, a Joe is incredible. More coming your way next week. And another offensive lineman to bring you with Michael Lofton next week. Vivian Bissett of women's soccer, who's going to miss the beginning of the Bulls season. But there's a good reason. We'll explain when we wrap up Bulls Beat next. Thanks for stopping by the Unlimited Unloaded page. Again, a three-parter today, and we'll have Vivian Bissett from Women's Soccer. You'll understand why we wanted to get her first on the list, but trust me, there's going to be some many more entertaining interviews next week. A lot of people like my photo of the two fifth-year players, Sidney Martinez and Cami Lazardi. We'll have those back-to-back -back in a segment, I'm sure, next week. Don't forget the end of the hour around the American, Mike Oresco, the commissioner. Interesting things he had to say. But definitely want to mention two more watch lists that football players are on. For the best kicker, that's the Groza Award, our own Spencer Schrader. And for most versatile player, no surprise, Brian Batty. And keep an eye on Georgina Korik. Great Britain continues to win at the European Championships, and she has had a lot to do with it, to be sure. Speaking of rooting for bulls that are in international competitions, wanted to sit down with someone who is about to be out of town 
for good reason, as I said. Got to start off with Vivian Bissett saying congratulations, obviously, on the uh, the whole World Cup thing. Uh, yes. I, I know it's going <laughs> to delay your start to the season, but you're here now. Tell people, you know, when you found out and what's the, what's what's next for you. So we had a camp a few weeks back um, in Toronto, and that was the last camp before the final selection. So um, I put a lot of work. And we found out maybe a week ago the final roster. So we're leaving August 2nd for Costa Rica. So I'm very excited. And, yes, I will miss my team here very much. But I'm so excited, and it's going to be an amazing experience for me to go. And I can't wait to come back and share my experience. Listen to you very calmly saying that, but I'm going to guess at some point there was a little excitement. What was your actual reaction when you found out? For sure. Honestly, (laughs) the World Cup is definitely something I've dreamed of since I was a little girl. So obviously it's a big achievement for me, and I've worked extremely hard for this. So I'm just excited and ready to put the work out there and just go and do our best. Let people know um, what your national team experience has been. I know you have a lot of Mm -hmm. international type of experience. So when I was younger, um, I didn't get called up with the Canadian team and I decided to take the chance and go overseas with Bulgaria because I have both um, citizenships. So I went with Bulgaria with the U17, U19s to gain a lot of experience against really good team like Spain, Denmark, um, Portugal. So that was great for me. And then um, when I heard about the World Cup, I got contacted by Canada and I was invited to a camp. And then I had to decide if I wanted to switch um, national teams. And um, of course, like it was a a big decision, but I thought um, I had other experience to do with the Canadian team and that's why I did the decision. I thought you were going to say uh, because I talked to Denise and, <laughs> and she <laughs> said you better play for Canada. What what has her reaction been as a Canadian? Um, honestly she was really proud of me and she knows how much work we've put in together yeah. um, and in the team as well so she was really proud of me and just good things positive. Well we'll get more into the Bulls when you get back but mm-hmm. let, just take me through what how long you expect to be there and how much you think you're going to need in between. Mm-hmm. So we leave August 2nd and we have um, a friendly game against Japan August 5th and wow. then we start the real games um, in the the group stage um, August 11th against Korea so we're gonna have a few days to get ready and like just make sure the chemistry is there and then just be ready to go and just right on through the knockout stages we'll be pulling for you we want you to be with the Bulls but actually for this I'm gonna root for you to stay away for a little bit more thank (laughs) you thank you very much just right from the beginning a couple years back you knew how good she was and well obviously Team Canada knows how good she is in that situation so is Sarita Thurton. We didn't get a chance to talk to her yesterday. A forward for the Bulls won't be with the team for the first few games because she is also on that Canada team. And Kiri Kiara Hahn, who is that outstanding defensive midfielder for the Bulls, is going to play for Germany. So defense is certainly something we'll talk to head coach Denise Shelty Brown about. Of course, Cheyenne Dennis has moved on to become pro. Sabrina Wagner moved on as well. All due to graduation, Paula Leblick as well was a defensive player by trait, but also someone that advanced in the attack. So they definitely lost some key members, not to mention their leading goal scorer, Sidney Nacello. We'll talk to some of the prospects that could be adding to the offensive attack. 
there, we don't want to announce it yet, is unfortunately an injury to one of the returning Bulls who would be a candidate to score some goals. So there's going to have to be some new players come to the forefront, and fortunately you're going to hear from a lot of them on this show. Now, as for the defense, without Bissett for the first month or so of the season, it is going to be a lot led by Lucy Roberts. We definitely had a chance to talk to her. She's always fun to talk to. And we did not get a chance to sit down with one of the incoming freshmen from overseas, Signe Markfordson from Denmark. But she, from what I understand, is going to be on that defense. Definitely got to talk to several new Bulls. In some cases, if you go to gousfbulls.com and check out the roster, it was very helpful to get to talk to them and right off the bat get their names pronounced right. Best example right here, this delightful young lady. Hello, my name is Isaiah Arizabala Blanco. I'm from Spain. That's Isaiah. Basically, it sounds like Isaiah, but with a Z sound, even though there's an H at the beginning of her name. Regardless, she's only been in the States for a month, and her English is fantastic. And then we'll go ahead and tell you before you hear the interview next week. And again, Sydney Martinez, Cam Lazardi, the two fifth-year players, Kendall Lincoln, who I think is going to be a big part of the attack, another freshman from Germany, Gentiana Fetai, Georgia Brown, who is from England, a freshman midfielder, and man, if you are a uh, Harlem Globetrotters fan, there's no coincidence that her name is Georgia Brown. What a delight she was to talk to. But if you are a longtime fan of the national team, and oh, by the way, he also was a USF Bull. He was my age, so we're talking right in these early 90s. Remember the name Mark Chung? Daniela Chung? That would be his daughter. And she is a freshman on the team. And she is just very poised on the microphone and sounds like she is ready to become a part of the attack. Also, Maddie Schwarzenberger. We talked to her, the six-footer. Expect her to do things offensively. And one other interesting name to keep an eye on, we met her last year and got to talk to her again yesterday, Arden LaRose. If you're assuming, and you heard Denise Shilty-Brown say this a couple weeks back, if you're assuming that Sidney Martinez is definitely the full-time starting goalkeeper, it's probably the right assumption, but I think she's going to get pushed by Arden LaRose. So there's a lot going on with women's soccer. We'll get more into it next week as we get set for a game against Jacksonville to start off the exhibition season next Saturday. Other news with all of the photo shoot interviews this week, ended up doing about four dozen between football and women's soccer. I just never got around to getting over to the MUMA, but certainly have not forgotten about some of the newcomers on the men's team. We've spoken to a lot of the newcomers for the women, but Tyler Harris is definitely a guy that knows I want to talk to him, and I'm sure we'll get it done next week because there are no photo shoots next week. If you're wondering, men's soccer and volleyball will be next Monday, not this upcoming Monday, so those will start to filter in on the program as well. Tyler Harris, among others, will be talking to. I've mentioned this website before, D1 Docket. Their mission in life is to try and figure out every team's schedule. You know that the Bulls are playing in the Sunshine Slam in Daytona. According to the D1 Docket, we know who the opponent's going to be. We know the teams already, but specifically the opponent, even though we've not seen a bracket, it looks like the Bulls will play UAB on November the 21st, a future, well, imminent future conference opponent for USF. So first game, according to D1 Docket, is November the 7th at the Yingling Center against Southeast Missouri. Then the Bulls go to Auburn that Friday, come back home for a Monday nighter against Stetson, and a week later 
playing UAB and then the other two teams in Daytona Beach at that event, which, by the way, not the worst trip to make if you're a men's basketball fan, would be Georgia and St. Joe's, who, again, according to this website, would be playing each other in the other first game of that event. Many members of the men's golf team playing in certain events. Nice to see Shuby, Shuban Jaglan, win a match play, actually a comeback from down late. This is at the U.S. Junior Amateur in Bandon, Oregon, where he advanced to the round of 32. Actually, the individual who defeated him, Wenye Ding from China, knocked off the number one seed in the next round and today is playing in the quarterfinals. A guy that is a newcomer to the team, Jake Peacock, was playing at a pretty big event, the Chattanooga Choo Choo Invitational. And you're seeing a lot of Steve Bradley's guys getting some valuable experience. We also want to say we're going to miss him for sure, but Albin Bergstrom has just begun his professional career over in Europe, the all-timer as far as men's golf goes. So even though they've moved on, we're certainly not going to forget about those individuals. And I would definitely direct you, he doesn't say much. He certainly doesn't say much on social media. But Carmine Lane, if you've been familiar with the baseball team, you certainly know uh, what he's gone through with his father and his girlfriend, both battling cancer. And he just had some really heartfelt messages that he posted on Twitter. It's at Carmine Lane underscore that's simple enough to get to again he doesn't uh, post much but he wanted to thank a lot of people including coach mole and the coaching staff and he says this is goes to you folks usf fans the support you all showed me and my teammates was second to none your respect for mine and my family's privacy off the field will never be forgotten thank you my teammates along with making lifelong friends you were there so you want to check that out of course he is now with the Miami Marlins. That is going to wrap it up for Bulls Beat. Hope you enjoyed the interviews. We certainly have enjoyed performing them, and we'll bring you more next week as we get ready for fall camp as well. Horns up. You've been listening to Bulls Beat on Unlimited Unloaded.